and we are live with another edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson and Andrew. We are in the spirit of Halloween, and there was definitely some spooky scenarios that happened this past Saturday as a big-time upset happened in the top 10. We saw a top 25 matchup take place in the Pac-12 once again, and now... As of tonight, the playoff poll has finally been released, the first one of the season. A little bit of a shakeup towards the top of the poll, as well as the entire top 25 as it is. And now we get our first picture of who could potentially be in the national championship playoff uh, you know, poll. And where we might stand the next couple of weeks is still to be determined. We had some very scary scenarios for a lot of these teams. Uh, some of them are so scary that they ended their chances of making the college football playoffs. For some teams, that is the case. For some for some others, there's still some hope, but it's getting very, very dim. Very, very dim. And one of those teams we'll talk about is the Oklahoma Sooners, who going into this past week had a tough road test going into Lawrence to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. And Oklahoma, obviously the sixth-ranked team in the country going into this game, they knew they were going to be in for a battle against this Kansas team, this Kansas team coming off a tough defeat the week before to Oklahoma State. And, Johnson, I know you're a big fan of this Jayhawk team, and I'm sure you were very ecstatic about seeing the final of this one as Kansas ending their 18-game losing streak against the Sooners with a 38-33 upset win at home. They now get a huge win in conference play, hand Oklahoma their first loss of the season, and really put a damper into their college football playoff hopes. Yeah, can you say Rock Chalk Jayhawk? Kansas looked absolutely electric, and they started off the game getting a, uh, I believe, a pick six right off the start. Yes, they did. And they didn't even, from there, it didn't even, uh, they couldn't even look back. They looked absolutely fantastic from start to finish. They're starting to prove that they deserve to make a bowl game and maybe even a New Year Six Bowl. And this loss is going to affect, I think, Texas more so than Oklahoma because is it fair to say Oklahoma, unless they win the Big 12 title game, they're out now? And I don't think they're going to be Texas twice. Well, it's that that Texas Oklahoma game right now seems to be the rematch for the Big Twelve championship game. Unless Oklahoma State, who plays Oklahoma this upcoming weekend, puts puts off a big win, because then that could shake up that championship game. But if all else you know doesn't fail for those two teams, they'll meet again for the Big Twelve championship. And you have to believe that's probably going to be a matchup in which we see the winner going to the college football playoff because you have to look at the top of the order. You have Ohio State and Michigan still having to play each other. Washington and Oregon have already played each other, but both of them, unless some, they get some help along the way, they both probably will make it because one of them is not going to be able to make the Pac-12 championship game because you got to keep in mind, the top two do make it, and yes. But they both still have to play USC, and I know USC has had a very up-and-down year, but – they still have Caleb Williams, and as long as you have Caleb Williams on your team, you have a chance of winning some football games, especially in that Pac-12. Now, what really killed the game was for Oklahoma was their defense and their penalties. 11 penalties for a loss of 101 yards. That's not going to be winning football. No. Even though they kind of dominated the, the ground game, the passing game was okay. If you had shown someone the blank stats just by rushing, passing, touchdowns, you know, first downs, efficiency – you would have maybe think that Oklahoma would have won this game, especially when you tell them that Kansas threw two interceptions. The quarterback on Kansas, James Bean, uh, Jason Bean, threw two picks, but that wasn't the case. The, the Kansas defense stood strong, and I feel like Oklahoma beat themselves here. 
Yeah, this really puts a. Uh, it was more of a big second half for Kansas. I mean, Oklahoma put up twenty one in that second fire quarter. In the second and half, Kansas really needed a huge second half to get this win, and now they put themselves in the driver's seat because if you think about it, they're still not technically out of the Big Twelve race as well. They'll obviously need some help to get into that Big Twelve championship game, but. They get a big win. They're now bowl eligible. And as of now, they're back into the top 25 polls. We'll talk about the playoff poll in just a little bit. But this also really helps Texas because now Kansas with the win, it's a good win on Texas's part because remember, Texas beat this Kansas team not too long ago and they beat them in convincing fashion. So this doesn't really hurt Texas overall by losing with the Oklahoma loss, but they still need to win the Big 12 championship. No matter who wins the Big 12 championship game, that most likely will get you into that college football playoff unless you have a second loss before that championship game. So these teams need to make sure they don't lose along the way. And speaking of losing, uh, Duke getting shut out in a game versus Louisville. Louisville had a nice bounce back game, blanking Duke 23 enough in this game. Duke falls to five and three. They're out of the AP poll. And they I had are, said this, and I said this earlier in the season that Duke had a chance of a double-digit win season. And despite losing to Florida State and um, in Louisville in back-to-back weeks, I still think that's obtainable for them. Because North Carolina has looked really mortal, and they end the season playing Wake Forest, North Carolina, Virginia, Pittsburgh. Three out of four of those games, they could definitely win. And I think they're still a toss-up in North, against North Carolina. So they can end the season with nine wins, and if they win a bowl game, it's ten. So it's still there. It's just highly unlikely at this point. Well, what's more highly unlikely now for them is the ACC championship game. I mean, that's pretty much out the window unless one of the unless Louisville really goes on a bad stretch to end the season. But remember, we talked about this a couple week a couple weeks ago when Louisville lost to Pitt. We said to them, we said to about it that you know this game essentially is the right to play a Florida State in the ACC championship game. And with North Carolina losing once again this past week, and they lost to Georgia Tech. Their second straight loss at conference play, which I don't know what happened in North Carolina this last couple of weeks, and they really just have fallen since having a great start to the season. But now, in terms of this game, Louisville gets back on track. They shut out Duke. They get the win. They're now in the driver's seat to play Florida State for the ACC championship game. And if you look at the new you know, college football playoff poll, they're 13th in the country. So they're once again back into the, you know, the scenario of, if things go their way and they win the ACC championship game, do you maybe consider them as a dark horse to be in the college football playoff? I don't see it happening, but once again, that's a scenario we have to talk about because they're right back into it. And if they're able to finish the season 11 and one going into that championship game against Florida state, you got to believe they have a great opportunity to do so. Right now, uh, let's talk about Louisville for a second here. Uh, the Cardinals had an amazing game on the ground here. Uh, Jawar Jordan destroyed Duke. They, they had no answer. It's not like he had one big gain for like 50 or 60 yards. He had a couple of modest games of 10, 15, 20 yards, but 21 rushing attempts, 163 yards, two touchdowns. They couldn't they couldn't stop anything, especially when the Duke rushing running game was absolutely awful. They had the uh, same amount of attempts, but one quarter of the output offensively. Right, and I think, remember, if I'm not mistaken, he was also a big reason why Louisville got that win over Notre Dame just a couple weeks ago as well because they were able to run the ball on that one as well while also really having some strong defense. And once again, it showed in this game against Duke, giving the Cardinals now a 4-1 and record in conference play. And like I said, in the driver's seat to potentially play 
in that ACC championship game. Yeah, but I'm 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 excited to see how the AC uh, turns up because I I really think that and I, I said this before I'm a big fan I picked Florida State to win the ACC championship game that was one of my picks at the beginning of the year. Right. I'm under the belief that Florida State could choke and it could be the Louisville. Can you imagine Louisville winning the ACC championship? It would be a dark horse because a lot of people did not have that much faith in Louisville going into the year. They thought I mean, maybe I think the last be... time they won a conference championship they might have won the old Big East. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Well, especially for football, that's definitely the case. Cause, oh, yeah, uh, definitely for football. Basketball, it's been more recent than that. But for football, that's definitely the case. Right. So we'll have to see how that unfolds. But let's move into the next game of, of our conversation. Let's go now into the Pac-12 because we had two big games in the Pac-12 this past weekend. And one of them was the matchup between Oregon State going on the road into Arizona. We talked about this game last weekend. I said going into this one, this was a tricky game for Oregon State to go into because it's a road game at night. Arizona's been playing better football as of late. And anything can really realistically happen in this Pac-12 conference. And it showed in this one as Arizona scoring a late touchdown with two minutes left to give themselves a 10-point lead. The Beavers tried to come back, but they were just not able to have enough time to do so. And Arizona pulls off a huge win. Over the Beavers, twenty-seven to twenty-four, they now go to five and three on the season. And for the Beavers now, Johnson, that pretty much now eliminates them from any chances of making the Pac-12 championship game, in my opinion. And for their dark horse bid, like you wanted them to have for the college football playoff, that's essentially now out the window. Yeah, I know the dark horse is now dead, but however, they're still playing for Pride Bowl game and maybe even a New Year's Six Bowl. This is still a very good team, and. Right. The comments made by Dabo Sweeney over the uh, weekend about their quarterback kind of is going to light a fire under them, too. He said that uh, DJ should have transferred out that his quarterback he has, or his sophomore that's currently starting right now, is way better than him. You're not going to get a chance to play. And, hey, DJ's proven wrong right now. So I think he's going to take that motivation, and it's going to stick with him, and he's going to finish out this season strong. And Oregon State is still going to make a New Year's Six Bowl. And they're still looking to play spoiler because, remember, they still have to play Oregon at some point in the season. So they could still play spoiler in that Pac-12 conference. So Hey, they play Washington and they play Oregon. Right. So they they could really cause some chaos if they're able to be one, maybe both, of those teams along the way. So and it's crazy. still something you, to play for. You know, it's really, you know, it's even crazier. Washington, even though they're the best team in the Pac-12 right now, they have a gauntlet to finish it. You can easily see you them losing to USC. They're at USC this weekend, right? Which we can go into a little bit. Then they're you know hosting YouTube, um, YouTube, jeez, Utah on the eleventh. Then they go at Oregon State and then versus Washington State. Right? Is it crazy to think that Washington can possibly not even make the Pac-12 title game? It's, it's possible. possible. It's very look possible. At, look what's happened to Washington the last couple of weeks. They played some really close games these last couple of weeks, and that's got to be concerning. Um, obviously, the Oregon game, you expected it to be close. But after that, they had close encounters with Arizona State and Stanford. And that's where I think you have to worry if you're a Husky I think fan. the first red flag came up when you when they played California and they gave up three or four touchdowns. That's the when the first red flag, to me, started with this Washington team. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll talk about them in a little bit when we discuss the mushing hour with their game against USC because that is a huge game because that really could make or break this team if they want to make the college football playoff. But a team that they faced a couple weeks ago was the Oregon Ducks, and they had a thrilling win in that game 
holding on for a 36-33 win in that one. Oregon, we talked about them after that. They needed to make sure they didn't lose another game down the stretch of the season in order to not only play for the Pac-12 championship game, but to play for a college football playoff. And one of those big games was this past weekend taking on the 13th-ranked Utah Utes, the defending two-time Pac-12 champions. And Oregon Johnson, they made a big-time statement in this game, winning it by a final of 35-6. Their defense played strong. Bo Nix looked efficient once again. And they're now the sixth-ranked team in the country as of this upcoming playoff poll. They're back into the driver's seat now, trying to get not only get back into the Pac-12 championship game, but getting back into that playoff race. They just need to make sure they can end the season strong. But you mentioned it. They still have some tough games left on their schedule. They have an absolute gauntlet coming up. And again, uh, Oregon can easily not make the Pac-12 championship. That's why the last four weeks of the Pac-12, we've been saying this for a a while now, but the the last month of the Pac-12, starting now in November, is going to be one for the ages here because uh, Oregon still has a gauntlet. I know they're playing Cal this weekend, and that should be a bye game, quote-unquote, but they still end the season playing USC, playing Oregon State, and even Arizona State has given some teams problems. I realize that Arizona State sucks, but they've given fits to Washington. Uh, They've given fits to Colorado. They've given fits to USC. So even though they're a team that's not good on paper, they're a lot better than their record indicates. Right, and I think that's the whole you know model of the Pac-12. I think it's the teams might be having a bad year, but they could still make it a hell, you know, a trip a hell to hell for you. Yeah, a hell of a game to keep it close and make you have to sweat it out to try to get that win. So I don't think anything is really necessarily guaranteed right now in this conference, but I think with this win for Oregon, it gives them some confidence now going into the remaining four games of the season because they really needed it ever since they lost that game to Washington. They were really down the dumps. It looked like they were in trouble and making the college football playoff. And a statement win like this certainly helps their case. And I think with that, we get, before we get into our mushing hour, I know it's only a short recap of college football this week, but there's not a lot going on, not a lot of major storylines. Right. But the biggest storyline going forward, and we're going to go into that right now, is the release of the college football playoff poll. Um, just released about 40 minutes ago. We're recording this live as of Tuesday, October 31st on Halloween. Lots of shakeup over here, especially in the top four, which you think would be solidified for the most part. But there's some pretty big shakeups at the one and two, one, two and uh, I would say three spot, too. I yeah. mean, it's uh, I can't believe this team is one, number one. The other teams, when I'm looking at this poll, kind of makes sense for a lot of these teams. Some are a little bit more overrated well, than others. Some are underrated. But I think for the most part, they got five through 25 pretty right. And one through four, they, they missed on. Well, I would say I think the only reason Ohio State, who is now the number one team in the country as of this past poll, I think the reason is because of their resume. They have the two big wins over Notre Dame and Penn State. And that really, right there, that automatically, and I'm not saying I, I agree with it either. I think Georgia is right now the, is still the best team, in my opinion. I think they should still be number one. But I think that's what the committee goes into. They always look at the resume when it comes down to putting these teams in the playoffs and yeah, I have one better for you, actually. Make it like that, but go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go conspiracy theorist here. Uh, the reason why Ohio State's number one is to punish Michigan. I truly believe, because here's the thing. Ever since this inception, Ohio State has always gotten the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't matter what year it is, who's in the top four, who's in the top five. Ohio State has always gotten the benefit of the doubt. 
There's not a playoff poll you could think of in recent memory where you're like, wow, Ohio State got screwed in this poll. There's not a single one. And they continue. And I feel like with the committee having an Ohio State bias and with Michigan obviously having a stronger season, but now is plagued by the sign stealing controversy. And we're going to see how that's going to turn out in the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months. Hmm. This is an indirect shot to Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Well, there is a whole scandal going on with Michigan. That's another thing, too. But Michigan also, to be fair, I don't know if you really consider them to be the number one team in the country. They haven't played a big type of poll. I consider yet them. To, I consider them to be two, and I consider Georgia to be number one. Yeah, but they, I feel like the, the, Ohio, the committee did this just to um, be spiteful because they're going to make, like you said, they can make the argument. Oh, yeah, they beat Penn State. But they've looked like they've done a whole bunch of nothing besides beat Penn State this yeah, season. Yeah, the, the best two wins are against teams that have been very like shaky this season in Notre Dame and Penn State. I think it's like I said. I think it's really it really comes down to who Georgia has beaten compared to them. I think Georgia's best win the season. I I want to say is the game against Kentucky. I think that's their best win right now. Um, so like resume wise, I get it. That and, and here's the thing about Georgia, though, because I, I was the, I was the one guy that was riding them earlier in the season. They've gotten right. better every single week. So even they though have. their quality of opponents are the the quality of their opponents from the first week, to obviously week number eight, are way different, right? They they've improved greatly, right? But they keep on scoring more and holding their opponents to less points. Well, remember they we said that going into the Florida this game. past week. I mean, this right. hold on this this game against Florida was such a non-story, but we didn't even cover it. And that was always a historic game going into not going into the swamp, but going playing in the into state Jacksonville, of Florida, yeah, in the Jacksonville. It's hostile ta- territory, and they smoked them. They scored 30, more than thirty-five straight points after giving up a touchdown, and said, "Okay, that's all you're getting now." Right. wasn't even a, It wasn't even game. They, like the game, it was a game for about four minutes, and then that was it. The game was over. Right. I like, like and I Ohio said- State can't say that about any team this year. They've had. Very close games against Penn State and Notre Dame, and the only reason why they beat Notre Dame is because the head coach had ten men on the field. Let's be real. And you can make the case Penn State should have won that game. They offense just at any point in that game showed up. Wasn't anemic. They, just, yeah, yeah. they they were really bad in that game. But going back to Georgia, remember we talked about them going into that Kentucky game. That's when they were struggling, and we said if Georgia doesn't start picking it up, they're going to be in trouble. They go into that Kentucky game. They look like the old Georgia that we've seen the last couple of seasons, and. Since that game, they have really been doing good, like you said. So, I think Carson Beck looks like a different quarterback. It looks, it looks like the replacement of someone else midseason. But if you think about it, this, this realistically, I think this is a good thing for Georgia to be number two because it's the committee. It's the committee saying to you, "We don't, we don't believe in you right now because we don't think you've really played anyone like that big." I think, I think even a- Kirby Smart knows what's going up to. I think he even knows it's a bias. Well, I, I like, think Kirby Smart's coaches okay. aren't dumb. But I think Kirby Smart's fine with it because oh, yeah. if I'm Kirby this, Smart right now, I'm ecstatic. This 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 really like lights your team up and saying, oh, they don't think that we're the number one team in the country we, after we won multiple national championships. All right, let's prove it to them. That's a bad thing. I did this. I think the committee really screwed it up in that in the scheme of things by doing it doing it that way. So, well, yeah, they lit a fire under Georgia and they got Michigan all mad and they and Ohio State's like, oh look, we're number one again. Right. Even though they've done nothing to deserve it, I don't care right. what Ohio State fan. Wants That's to what say I'm saying. For any Michigan and Georgia fan, for any Michigan and Georgia fan, I think this is. I think I think you're right now smiling because they, this is the committee saying, you know what, we don't really believe in you two. We believe in this team because they've already beaten right teams before, and you guys haven't beaten the right team. So listen, all I'm gonna say I is, think is this is best, good for both. The best win 
is against um, it's against a, an anemic Penn State team that's who always chokes in when the lights up the right. It's been choking since the Obama administration at this point. And Notre, Dame's be, and Notre Dame's best win is against is against Louisville. So, and we don't even know how they are because they've had Notre Dame didn't win that game. Games. Notre Dame's best win this season. I. I'm sorry, they they lost to Louisville. That's their best yeah. loss this season is against Louisville. Notre Dame's best win, I think, was Duke. Uh right? I mean, yeah, I would say Duke from a uh, perspective. Maybe um I think I think it has to be Duke. I don't think they've beaten anyone. Uh, oh US I guess USC, yeah. Uh, USC is not that good. Yeah, but I think that's the best one they have by far because Duke's no longer in the rankings. USC still ranks. I think. Yeah. That, so that's your best win best is USC, win, but, and your best loss yeah. is probably I'm not is, is maybe Louisville. Besides all, Ohio State is the Louisville. Excuse me. But other than that, before we go into the mushroom now, was there anything else that caught your eye, or maybe the other question I have for you is: Is there a team right now that's not right now in the playoff, the top four, maybe not even the top ten that you think that maybe could make? a late push to get into that college football playoff. Uh, do I want to mush this though? That's, that's the question you're that's asking. Your, that's that's the deal. So I think if they have a close game this week and finish out the season strong, because I think they could potentially beat Penn state down the line, because that's how Penn state usually is. But the Scarlet Knights can maybe get into the top 25. That's my dream. They have receiving votes this week. I know it's not the official college football poll. It's the AP poll, but maybe they can get into the top 25. Just they maybe. Gotta, they got to be one ranked team, I think. That will do it. But they only have two ranked like teams they left have, this season. If they have close games against Ohio State, Penn State, and they blow out Iowa and Maryland, they go 8-4 and four in the season. With all these other teams ranked maybe. teams losing, I feel like they could do it. Maybe. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. A team will also have to fall out of the rankings, too. That's I mean, yeah. Thing, but what, yeah. These teams are going to fall out. Through, like, uh, no offense. One of Kansas, Oklahoma State. Uh, Kansas State, Tulane, well, UCLA, yeah. Utah. One of these, both. I think all of these teams are going to fall out of the rankings Remember, in the next o- two weeks. Oklahoma State and Kansas State, they both play two of the top teams in the Big Twelve right now in terms of there ranking. So they potentially could fall out easily. And Kansas right now, I think is a road as a road dog. I, I think at Iowa State this week. Yeah, so I'm not so, like that. Listen, like, I feel like it's possible even if they don't get the win um, against one of these big teams. You just have to believe, but. Um, I would also like to see Air Force into the top fifteen. That's that's another dream of mine, but it probably won't happen. They are number twenty five right now, so it would take criminally underrated. It would take a lot. I, I'm not happy that JMU is not there, but I understand why. Yeah, but not even eligible to make a bowl game, so I feel yeah. like leaving them off this list is it, dumb, remember, but it's appropriate. Again, remember it moves to twelve next year. That's where all the chaos starts. You'll yeah, because then we get one of those mid majors into the playoff. I, I can't wait to see Tulane in the playoffs. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I know you're excited for it. So, I, I, as much as I don't want to see this college football season end, I kind of want next season to already start. Because yeah, I'm already, I'm already counting my, uh, I'm already counting the days. 365 yeah. days. But we're also counting the days. This is coming Saturday for some big time action. There's a lot of big games this upcoming weekend, Johnson. A lot of ranked opponents facing each other. A lot of implications in terms of their conferences. And I think it's a perfect way to set up our next mushing hour. And considering that it's Halloween, Johnson, this could be the most dangerous mushing hour we've had yet. It's going to be very spooky for a lot of these teams, especially the ones that we both pick. Because anyone who has listened, listened before, if we both agree on a team, we think that's a lock. Oh, man. Well, then it's a mush. I don't. I'm trying to think. I think we were. I think we were good though last week in terms of that. Colorado we were. on Colorado plus sixteen and a half. Right. We were good on. 
That was the only one. <laughs> that was, and you know, they're still losers. It's like, here's the thing. Right. Yeah, they wow, they the covered. Yeah, they still lost the game. You um, covered, but at what cost? Yeah, you covered at one. Because I remember when we both picked, um, you know, just going back to the uh, the NFL, we both picked the Eagles to win. We both picked the Chargers to win. We both picked uh, any any other team to win. We've we've kind of just mushed them. It's 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 kind of crazy when we kind of agree. It's not often that we both have like, oh, this is our universal pick. But when it does happen, when the stars do align, nine out of ten times we're wrong. Right. That's just usually how it goes. Like when we we pick the Giants, we pick the Patriots. Doesn't usually end up well. All right, but with that being said, we have our first game. We have the Ohio State going on the road to beautiful New Jersey, taking on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Ohio State, 18.5-point favorites on the road. The over-under set at 43. I've said this before. Give me Rutgers plus 18.5. They are almost undefeated against the spread this season. They are 7-1 and one against the spread. The only team which they did not cover in was the game they won against Michigan State, and they did not cover by half a point. So Rutgers covering against Ohio State. Just give me one more of time. Oh, man. I want to believe in the Scarlet Knights. I really do. Uh, I just don't know how I feel about them playing Ohio State. They Did they push against Michigan in that game? Uh, they they covered by Alabama? half a point. By half a point? I hate to do it. I'm going to pick Ohio State 18 and a half. I'm not confident right. in it. But I think if you're... As if, James Gandolfini rolls in his grave. But if if I'm you, I'm thinking that that might be better for you. I did have a really good week last week of college. I'm thinking I'm going to you know, go back to earth this week. But I think the Buckeyes get it done. Even if they don't cover, I still think they win the game by two touchdowns. All right. So then the next game we have here, we have the... Kansas State Wildcats, number 23 in the nation, going on the road to beautiful Austin, Texas, taking on the Longhorns, number seven in the country. Texas at home, minus five point favorites, and 51 and a half is the slated over under. Now, Johnson, me, uh, yep. before before you make your pick, the line did change to minus four. So does that impact your pick at all? Uh, yes, it makes it easier because I'm still going to take Texas in the points. They just have okay. to cover by less now. So that is favorable for me. Yep. Give me Texas and the points, minus four. I don't care if the line changes midway. Uh, Kansas State's going to fall out of the rankings this week, and Texas is going to cover. Okay. Uh, you know me. Anytime it's a Big 12 game, I see the points, and I like it a lot. I I like Texas covering as well. I think they're going to win. Um, but I will take the over. Uh, the over has been kind of flipping between 50.5 to 51.5. I don't care which what number it is. I think the over hits no matter what. And that's even with Texas having a backup quarterback. Because remember, they don't have uh, Quinn Ewers right now playing. So I still think Texas and so Kansas Arch put up playing. some points. Arch isn't even playing. We I know. To, we didn't even mention that. It's ridiculous. I know. It's, I'm, it's I'm a, the Manning brothers. I'm going nuts right now. You know what? You know what? Just because they're not doing that, Johnson, we're going to we're gonna mush them. Texas minus four. All right. Well, Arch, congratulations. Change you'll, your be pick starting by, uh, you'll be starting by next week. Congratulations, Arch. Yep. Okay. We have here the next pick. We have... The beautiful Texas A&M Aggies, go Aggies, on the road going into number 10, Old Miss, uh, taking on the Rebels, Old Miss at home, minus three-point favorites, and 54 is a slated over-under. Uh, give me Texas A&M plus three. Okay. Uh, I, I really like this Aggies team. They've showed a lot of promise. Uh, they're so close, even with the backup quarterback, to winning a lot of these games, and I feel like they're eventually going to get one. So give me the Aggies. I mean, this is a big game for Ole Miss because 
they're they're still in the thick of the playoff race. They're now the tenth ranked team in the country. They can't afford to lose if they want to have an opportunity. Uh, Texas A and M, Jimmy Johnson, unfortunately, they just haven't seen like that team that we expected them to be, in which they win big time well, games. They don't have the quarterback. That's the issue. Like, well, that's the problem, and that's a that's a that's a Jimbo Fisher problem. He's got he's got to do something soon because they can't keep doing this every single season. So, because of that, I'm going to take Ole Miss minus three in this one. Pain and that, suffering. All I right. Just think, I just think they have too much to play for right now. All right, and the next game we have here, we have number 12 Missouri Tigers on the road going into the Peach State, taking on the number two Georgia Bulldogs who are at home. University of Georgia minus 15 and a half point favorites at home. 56 is the slated over-under. Uh, no one's stopping Georgia. They've been covering. It's They've been having non-competitive football games the last month. Give me Georgia 15 and a half. Try it next year, Mizzou. Yeah, I, get Miz- I-, I will say Mizzou deserves a lot of credit for this season. They're the 12th ranked team in the country right now as of this previous uh, playoff poll. And I-, I think you're right. I think this. I think the committee putting Georgia now number two is going to light a spark under them going into this game. Uh, I'm also going to take Georgia minus 15 and a half. So that's going to be two for us this week. Um, I just think Georgia's playing for a lot right now. Missouri definitely could play spoiler, but... The dogs are just, they're looking to prove why they're the number one team in the country. It's Mizzou plus 15 and a half is the play now. Mizzou plus 15 and a half and Kansas State plus four so far. Those are the plays now, so don't listen to us. Okay, the next game we have, we have number 19, number 19, number nine, Oklahoma Sooners, Boomer Sooners, staying in state to go take on the Cowboys of Oklahoma State, number 22 in the country. Oklahoma, even though they're on the road, is a five and a half point favorite, and the over-under is slated at 16 and a half. Give me Oklahoma to finish off the season for Oklahoma State. Give me Oklahoma minus five and a half, and they're going to keep their Big 12 title game hopes alive and maybe their college football playoff hopes alive. But give me the Sooners to win this game and cover at five and a half. Who? Is it sad that I'm thinking? I'm really considering Oklahoma State in this game. I think. It's really tough for me. I really want to lean with the Cowboys because it's going to be, you know, a, a home game, obviously, in Stillwater for them. The uh, Battle of Bedlam, as they like to call it. Uh, this K- Oklahoma State team beat Kansas, the team that just beat Oklahoma as well. I think we're going to see another shootout. I think because of that, implications of, for both of these teams, I think the over hits in this one as well. So I'm going to take the over in another Big 12 game. Okay, then let's talk about the next game. We have the number five Washington Huskies trying to keep their national championship hopes alive going on the road into USC. This is one of those spoiler games we talked about earlier. Number 20 USC, the Trojans in the country. Washington on the road, still three and a half point favorites over underslated at 76. It was originally at 70, 76 and a half. And now 76. Moved. So oof, you're getting an extra half point there, guys. Watch out. Well, Look what happened to USC this past week. They played a fifty to forty nine shootout with Cal, so I think that's why this anything is, why is possible. This high. Uh, even though I think Washington is kind of under fire and they're not going, they maybe not win this game. Uh, it's very possible that which they don't. But if they're going to win this game, it's going to be more of an, a field goal. So give me Washington State minus three and a half. I still think they will win this game and try to keep their season alive. But, but uh, I would put ups, upset alert, medium alert. For Washington right here. So I'm going to take Washington minus three and a half, but the upset is definitely possible. The, this, this, 
the the sick part of me wants to take the over. It's I I really do want to take it. You know what? I'm gonna be that sick person, Johnson. I'm gonna take the over. I could see this being you want to see, see you you want to see ten touchdowns in a game. I I you gotta think about the implications of this game. You have two Heisman Trophy fi- uh, finalists, the favorite right now, uh, Michael Penix, the preseason favorite, Caleb Williams. These two defenses have been very shaky. I know Washington has has a little bit of a better defense than USC, but USC is going to have to continue to score points considering their defense is really bad. They're going to have to try to keep up with this Washington team. So I think a lot of points get scored. I will, I, I'm going to give you the final for me. I'm going to say it is a 48-41 Washington win. That's my final. Okay. So uh, that's interesting. Next team we have here staying within the Pac-12 we have Oregon State going into Boulder to take on Deion Sanders. Uh, Oregon State, number 16 in the country. Colorado unranked, unfortunately. Uh, give me Oregon State minus 13.5. The over-under is slated at 63, but I'm going to take Oregon State minus 13.5. Uh, Deion Sanders just pretty much trashed his entire offensive line, and they have to protect their son for another month. Not really the smartest thing, and I think he's going to have a kind of a mini-mutiny in the locker room right now. Well, both of these teams are also coming off a tough loss this past week. Uh, Colorado lost by 12 to UCLA on the road. Oregon State obviously had that tough defeat against Arizona. They both want to get back on track. I also like the Beavers. I'm going to take them alternate spread, though, in this one. I'm going to take them minus 10. I could see Colorado covering. I'm not going to. I'm not too confident in it, so I will just take OSU minus 10. Okay, we have two more games here left on the bushing hour. But first up, we have number 19, University of California, Los Angeles. The Bruins on the road, number 19 in the country. On the road going into Arizona, take on uh, the, the Wildcats. Wildcats. Yes, it took me a second there. I was thinking the Sun Devils, that's Arizona State. UCLA, minus two and a half point favorites on the road over under slated at 53 and a half. Give me Arizona plus two and a half. They've given fits to teams throughout the year, and I smell an upset. Uh, for UCLA and the New Year's Six Bowl aspirations. Well, it's funny because I also smell it too, but I'm not going to take them plus two and a half. I'm taking Arizona money line. They treated me well last week with that, with the covering and the win overall against Oregon State. I think they go out of debt again this week and get the win, and they get entered into the top 25 polls next week. So congratulations, Wildcats fans. All right, with the final... With the final game of the Mushing Hour, we have number 14, Louisiana State University, the Tigers. Go Tigers. On the road, going into Bryant-Denny Stadium to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide, number eight in the country. Alabama at home, minus three-point favorites, over-under slated at 60-and-a-half as of this recording. Give me LSU plus three. I don't know if they get the upset like they have in the past, but it's going to be a close game, and I think Alabama wins by less than a field goal. Now, Louisiana State plus three. Okay. The question I have for you is, let's say LSU wins this game, Johnson. Do they get back into the playoff picture no. with the win? You think no, they're still out no matter what? Even if they beat Georgia, they're not getting in. Okay. Okay. I think it would take a lot. I think George, also being Georgia would help them, but the two losses in conference play definitely hurt. It would hurt. depend if Washington, in my opinion, Washington and Oregon would also have to lose at least one game apiece. Right. So I will you know, take it's... a I'll take a two loss SEC champion over a one loss Pac twelve champion. That's my opinion. 
By the way, I'm looking at uh, ESPN right now. I'm watching the college football playoff show. They have Tulane if they were doing a 12-team playoff as the 12th team in the playoffs. So that's, yeah, I believe something, it. that's something that you can look forward to for uh, next season. But going back to this game, LSU and Alabama, obviously game day will be there. It's a, it's a night game on CBS. Those always play really fun. And this is an interesting one because Alabama's looking for revenge against the Tigers after last season, ending their national championship dreams last year. They've been playing better as of late. I think LSU has started to play a little bit better as well since that loss to Ole Miss. I really can't believe I'm going to take it, but I'm going to go with the under in this game. Bama's defense has been the catalyst for them getting back into this, you know, the stretch of where they're playing right now. Their offense has gotten a little bit better, but a night game in Tuscaloosa, I think the defense has come out to play, and I think we're going to get get a low scoring, maybe twenty three to maybe seventeen final on this one. Not sure who wins the game, but I could see the defense is playing big in a matchup like this with a lot on the line. Okay, and that concludes the Mushing Hour. And before we do sign off, and I, before I will give you final words, Nick, I'm going to plug the Central Jersey Card Show happening this Saturday, uh, November 4th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. in Middlesex County Community College in the College Center. That's 2600 Woodbridge Avenue, Edison, New Jersey, 08837 from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. There's going to be over 40 vendors, 100 tables worth of cards and sports memorabilia. Please come and say hi. Uh, it is three for children under the age of 12, and general admission is $3. Looking forward to a great show. Yeah, that should be a really fun show. Uh, obviously, you will be there in attendance. I wish I was there with you to enjoy that uh, performance, but I will not be there, unfortunately, due to other obligations. So either way, it should be a great show this upcoming Saturday. A um, lot to talk about, obviously, with college ball and you know NFL going on. We have... Baseball is around the corner. We have the World Series going on. NBA has just started. So there's a lot to talk about going into this uh, upcoming show for you. So it should be a fun one for you. But um, is there anything else you uh, anything else you would like to talk about before we wrap up the show tonight? That was the last thing I wanted to plug, and I will give final thoughts and words to you. Uh, week 10, we're coming up, Johnson. We're getting close. We're almost at the end of the season. It's, it's crazy to think that. We're now at this spot, you know, the spot in the season, and we're that close to finding out who the top four teams are in the country. But with a loaded slate this week, that picture could be easily shaken up after this upcoming weekend. So you definitely want you're gonna want to tune into next week's show to see how it all unfolds and see what the top twenty five looks like in terms of playoff poll. Because I think there's gonna be some shakeups going into next weekend's. Um, ranking show so we'll have to see how it all what all how it all unfolds and what will be the overall outcomes for each of these games as we look to get just one step closer to finding out who is going to be in the national championship picture and who will be getting closer to their conference championships respectively but that is going to do it for this week's edition of the all gas no break sports show week number nine is in the books now head into week number 10 what's going to happen are we going to finally find out? Are we going to have any pretenders or maybe contenders for this college football playoff? Who knows? I'm sure we'll find out and we'll see some big-time upsets at, you know, going the way that every college football season has gone. Expect the unexpected. So we'll have to see how it all happens, and we'll be sure to recap it all next week here on the show. This has been Nicholas Bavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your weekend.